we've all been through craziness and i mean as much as i learned from 2020 uh, i'm ready for 2020 to straight go to hell and bring on 2021 <laughs> continuously use the prism of red or blue to justify our actions, our inactions, our natural bias, or our own opinions. Instead of using the premise of right or wrong, we are all screwed. Welcome to the Now or Never podcast, all things entrepreneurship, people who just take life and kick it in the ass, my special fr- friend and guest, uh, Frank Calacino. Um, we have, God, I've known you for a while. 10, 11 10, years? 10, I think so, yeah. Yeah, so you were with Species when I first met you, yep. and then Run Everything Labs, for right. a minute. For a minute. Yeah, and, for a minute. And then Project AD. AD for five years. And yeah. tell them what you're doing now. Now I am president of sales for uh, Revive MD and, and uh, Raw Nutrition. So I uh, got on board with those guys in January basically to build out their wholesale program. Um, the, the brand Revive, it started initially in the clinics. You know, yeah. my boss, you know, Dom owns a lot of HRT clinics, uh, primarily in Florida, but in other states he has franchisees. And he basically had a line for the clinic to sell. Um, and along the way, you know, one of his franchisees who also owns a, a nutrition store basically said, Hey, you should be selling this to stores. You'll kill it. Cause there's not a lot of brands doing this. Yeah. And he mentioned my name, they called me and, you know, I met with them. And then from there, it was just a great opportunity to, to, to try to build, uh, what I thought could be really good brands. It's yeah. just with guys who are from outside the industry, yeah. they needed somebody who understands the wholesale side, which luckily I've been doing my whole career. Um, so we've, we've grown, you know, exponentially. This year, obviously, with Revive, um, there's a, a, a greater emphasis on health now. Obviously, I could, yeah. it sucks it took COVID for some people to get on board with it, yeah. but a lot of people are worried about their health more, so that's going to be good for the vitamins and uh, all the health supplements for Revive. And then with Raw, we have our sports performance. You know, We just brought on Seabum, Chris Bumstead as a partner. That elevated our numbers immediately. He has his own series. Uh, Nick Walker, one of our other athletes, he'll be getting his own seri- series coming up, so... Just a lot of growth. Um, it's nice to have the resources, to have the athletes, to have the marketing budget. Yeah. And we've picked up a lot of momentum this year, and I'm still doing what I always do. You know, I get out, visit, try to see my customers and get new counts and thank the people who've been working with me forever like you. And it's been a really good year. So hopefully, if we can <clears throat> kind of just get through this supply chain stuff, uh, once once we're at full capacity, I mean, you know, it's the stores are all doing great. Like we talked about last night, it's just a matter of us being able to f- fulfill your guys' demand because your demand's greater than what we can. Yeah. A lot of brands, are, you know, they're all jammed up right now. Have you ever seen anything like this in all years of doing this? No, 15 years, I, I tell guys, it's, uh, I've never seen it from this many different angles, right? You normally have a, a way increase. You'd have a shortage on something, but we're talking this year, you know, him buying was short for a bit. Caffeine was short. We couldn't produce our pump for, we had the, pr- the pump made, but then you couldn't get lids. Yeah. So plastics was a problem. And then, of course, whey keeps keeps skyrocketing. Creatine just doubled, tripled for some people. I've never seen it come from this many angles all at once. So well, that was, uh, that's that so been the challenge. Yeah, something else pulled up. And just so you, uh, listeners listening, so whey protein uh, concentrate, 80%, is increased by 68% so far this year. Whey protein isolate is up by 75%. Caffeine has increased by 281%. Creatine increased by 157%. This is as a month ago with a 90% decrease in availability since one of 21. Um, global shipping has seen a 330% increase and local transport by at least 20%. Now, if you're like, well, global, what's that mean? Well, guys, a lot of these vitamins, we're getting ingredients from over the fucking world. You know, it all depends on who's making it, where it's at, like certain, especially vitamins and herbs, they're not all grown here. We can't source everything here. So we are 
of any industry, I think you agree with this. We're international. We are very international, and a lot of our ingredients have to come from other places. We can't get it all. And I'll give you raw numbers with that. Uh, Also, domestically for us, uh, UPS is up 90% from a year ago, so we're getting crushed on the shipping. Um, And as as far as overseas stuff, containers from China last year were usually running. So if you're going to buy your goods from overseas, obviously it's got to come over in the container. The cost for that a year ago was about five to six thousand dollars just to get the container here. This year it got as high as thirty. Jesus, thirty thousand dollars for for what used to be a six thousand dollar container. It's back down a little bit now, maybe closer to twenty. But again, that's still not a win when you look at where we were a year ago. So getting the stuff here is much more expensive. Getting the ingredients is harder. There's some issues with if you're trying to get stuff in China with some of them shutting down. Uh, It's challenging. This is the most challenging. I mean, I was always one to say, you know, it's not really that bad. And sometimes brands use it as a crutch for their own issues. This is 100% legitimate supply chain issues for everyone. When we were talking about last night dinner, it's like, you know, during 2020 and 2021, I mean, it was the great levelizer. A lot of people, a lot of brands, a lot of stores, you're saying the retail aspect, they were hanging on by the, the skin of their teeth. You know, COVID was a good excuse to shut down. They had to run their businesses well. The guys who were doing it right did well, have continued to do well, are still here. Are bigger. Are bigger. Are growing. We're growing because we did the right model. We had the right uh, values. And I think now that the rest of that's catching up, the supply and demand chain issues, a lot of the brands that were not doing shit right, you're going to see them go away. Yeah, the, the, the COVID part was a good excuse for a lot of stores to close. I mean, listen, some decent ones did close. It was yeah. hard. And some of the blue states, especially where they yeah. were in really, Cali, where yeah. it was really, really, really shut strict, down. Yeah. shut down. But by and large, you know, most of my good guys were are still up and running. So that kind of culled some of the the weaker stories. And I think what you're seeing with supply is going to call some of the brands who do not have their shit together. They're not going to last through 22. No, I mean, and that's just it. And, and I've talked to a couple of the manufacturers for our for our line, and, and they said the same thing. They said, hey, here's the issue, Tim, is, you know, we'll we'll make a contract for raw materials. We're going to buy this much, right? And he goes, and we don't get it all at once because we don't have the space for it. And he goes, so we're, we're agreed by, like, in the next six months, we're going to buy this many thousands of pounds of X, Y, Z. You know, so we'll call in and say, hey, okay, we need another 20% of that. Oh, well, that that spot's out. You can buy it at book value now if you want it today. Otherwise, you have to wait six weeks. So what they're finding out is that all the all you know their raw material suppliers aren't honoring contracts either. No. Which means they can't honor contracts for us, the custom formulation guys. And then the retail, we never know what the fuck we're going to pay. So just to give you guys an idea, <laughs> like with the creatine prices, if it went up 10 bucks a unit, which is what it did, that did in one week. We only raised our price five. We ate half the increase. The, the wholesale accounts, they're eating half the increase. Like it's has it, it's starting to increase in retail. At some point, it's going to have to. Yeah, that's that's the big thing. Is a lot of stores don't. Like I said it, it's raising prices is a lot like raising taxes. As a store, you never want to do it. But you know, as a vendor, we're eating part of it. Like we, yeah, we uh, they increased our, our way over what four dollars. And we increased ours two fifty. So we took a buck and a half. They increased our vegan uh, almost two dollars. We didn't increase it at all. So we tried to eat some. Then you have to eat some. But at some point, the consumer is going to have to well, it, take some of it because well, we can only do so much. And that's just it. And as I was trying to explain to a few people in, in locally here in the community, some of the chamber people, you know, they help with businesses. And I said, the problem is we're we're we're, we're eating increases. We're trying not to increase because we still have to compete against some of the Amazon stuff that's still out there in the world because we have to be competitive. But then there's a labor shortage. And everyone wants an increase in pay because that seems to be the big trendy thing right mm-hmm. now. I'm like, I go, at some point in time, like the money runs out. Like you can't pay part-time workers here in the Midwest 15, 16 bucks an hour and then you know, have a 20% increase in costs 
but only a 10% increase in the retail spot. Like you can't take those losses. They're not going to have anything left. You can't, not every job is a 15 to 20 hour job, guys. I'm sorry. Like I, I started working in nutrition in two, 1998. I was getting five fifty an hour. I, I, I get an extra dollar for every gold card I sold at GNC. And I was like eating that shit up. Like I started working construction in 1996, full time, 40 hours a week, sophomore in high school. And I'm getting five fifty an hour. For, for building homes. And and people are like, and, and the thing is that, and now these guys are getting paid 15 starting 20, and it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's it, it's know? it's tough. I mean, I don't like this to be like the old crusty guy. Yeah. I mean, I'm almost 40, but yeah, they want these high paid entry level positions. And then, you know, they're going to say, well, hey, inflation, right? The dollar's not worth as much. Uh, and, but if we keep printing money like we are, it's going to be worth even less. Oh, yeah. So it, trying to keep up with that is also challenging. But yeah, starting, I mean, when I got in, uh, yeah, I mean, $6, $7. I mean, to start at 15 now in a store, I would be really curious. And, and plus, you know, whether there's commission in the store or spiffs or extra ways to make money, yeah. uh, that's really a good opportunity. But the, you have to, the entitlement but, thing, but, right? But, but even then, I still like, we had to change our store hours because I, I people just wouldn't want to work. Nobody want to work more than one shift. Nobody wanted to work weekends. I'm like, yep. listen, like, I'm 40 years old and I still work weekends. You know, it just it, do what I have to do to put the food on the table for the family. And, and, and I, but I always tell you, like, if you've been grinding this whole time, you're, move, you're, you're leaps and bounds ahead of other people who've been sitting on their ass collecting. Yeah, so. and there's, there's plenty. I mean, we have the same thing in the warehouse. I mean, luckily, we just had two people leave after Black Friday. We have a couple more starting, but it's hard to find help for the gym. You know, it, it's really just, People don't want to work, period. Yeah. Even if you pay them good, they still don't really want to work. You know, they're going to do a lot of them are going to be bare minimum. So if you get a hustler or somebody who's old school work ethic, I mean, you got to hang on because they are fewer and far between. So that's what I did. So I, I went from a staff of 30 some in Omaha to a staff of about 15, cut it in half, changed the hours around to make because the problem wasn't so much that I need to let anybody go. It was my managers who were awesome, awesome awesome badasses is all of a sudden somebody call in an hour before the shift. Now they can't plan date night, right? They can't go get their oil changed, go get their taxes done, go get a haircut because they get, they don't know what their schedule is. They're, they're constantly like their job is and they get profit sharing to manage it. But I didn't think it was fair. I said, okay, well let me take the the 10 best part-timers that are really consistent as shit. Let's restructure the store hours a little bit. So people know exactly what their schedules are. And if somebody calls in myself, Brittany, or my corporate staff will cover us to make sure that my managers aren't getting overworked. And so I had a meeting last Thursday, told them all like, this is why it happened. This is why you're all still here. Oh, by the way, you're all getting a raise. So any money I save from staffing, I'm actually giving them because they've been badasses. They've been consistent. They deserve it. I don't think just giving everyone across the board a raise, even the slackers, makes sense. No, you that's get, the participation trophy yeah, shit. Yeah, that's what we I, need I, to get away from. And I don't do that shit. So I and it, we just restructured it and it and I told everybody else, like, hey, if you didn't get it wasn't because I don't like you. Maybe your other job took off and you're too busy to work here part time. And that's cool. I'm not saying you you weren't but there were a bunch of people who just didn't want to work. And right. They, they got conditioned to this three to four day work week. It happened over that year of shutdowns and thought that's how it's supposed to be. And listen, I'd love to have a three-day work week. You bet. I just can't. I, I, have I don't many, know. I, I could I, think I would fill it. I don't know. I'd be I, awfully antsy. I have too many. I don't sit still real well, but I have too many fucking goals. I don't want to sit around. I, I got too much shit I want to accomplish. Yeah, you got eight-day-a-week goals, and you can't fit that in a three-day work and schedule. I, and I got six kids, and, and they lead and lease each day, one day a week to fucking pay for one of them. The seventh <laughs> day is to pay for Brittany, and then, you know, that's it. Yep. That's, that's, that's what I work for. So. Um, but you know, I, how long do you think till you see a lot of the supply side stuff kind of, uh, from the guys I'm talking to, uh, the earliest, they think it's going to ease up is the summer of yeah. 22. That's yeah. the earliest. I think Q1 and Q2 are going to be a rude awakening for a lot of people. Yeah. Way is about to continue to go up creatine. 
uh, citrulline, all the stuff that's going up is going to continue to creep up. Um, so from, from what I'm hearing, minimum, it's the earliest will probably be summer of 22, and that could be wishful thinking. Um, it's not going to ease up anytime soon, though. We have to get through the first part of 22 the best we can. It's not going to be a break. We're not going to flip the, the the calendar, and all of a sudden it's it's a great new year. It's going to be yeah. it's going to be grinding for this first six months. It's going to be continuing to try to fill the stores as best we can. You guys, all the retailers, you know, I have retailers ordering more of shit they already have just to have full shelves. Well, and that's, it's 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 difficult. And that's that's where we've been at. It's just trying to project, and, and and this is my suggestion really, like you know, small business owners that listen to this is, hey, like listen, conversations with your vendors, have a conversation with your wholesale account, have conversations with them, and just say, hey, what's going? What do you see? And I've said this a hundred times. Don't get mad at these guys. These guys are gals. They're just doing a fucking job. They didn't decide. Trust me, they're not just going, hey, we're going to tell everybody the price raised and just fuck them. Nobody's doing that. I mean, you're very well aware that this is a global fucking issue. And if you're, if you're a vendor, if you own a small retail store, and they're telling, hey, we're going to raise the price, they're not, they're, not, they're not pulling your dick. Everybody's kind of freaked out at the moment. Yeah, so. And none of us like it. I mean, like I said, our guys, whether it's price raising, whether it's especially stock issues, I mean, every time I can't fill an order, that's commission money going out the window. Yeah, so they, I hate it. As much as them, believe me, I, and reps should know this um, about the supply chain stuff. I would encourage the store owners to ask the reps. If, if they're anything like me, I'm always very transparent and honest. Even if it's bad news, I'm going to give them honesty. Yeah. And that's why I got even on the manufacturing side a little bit because, you know, they'll say, hey, it's going to be six weeks. And after five weeks, they'll say, ah, you know, a flavor got held up. It's going to be three more weeks. Yeah. Well, now we're at eight. And then, then they say another two. And it's like, listen, guys, if it's going to be 14 weeks, yeah. That, it's not what I want to hear, but please tell me so I can give my stores accurate information who can yeah. then give the consumers accurate information. So it's challenging on that end too, because we're not always given yeah, the best yeah. info. They're just, they're just putting a bandaid on shit and hoping you don't bitch or asking yeah, more it, questions. It, and that's it. You know, and that, and that's, uh, and that's half the thing. It's just trying to like, we're all trying to be in business. We're all trying to do shit. We're trying to keep customers happy. And that's, you know, I just want to like be as honest as possible. It's like, you know, people ask like, well, we started a species and I love Dave Palumbo, you know, at the time. And I, I had to get, I had to get my protein in and, and they would run, run everything labs. And you know, that's the thing. Like, he's no bullshit. He'll tell me exactly how it is. He doesn't sugarcoat it either. Um, no, I probably should sometimes with some guys, but no, I don't. I'm no, very poor at it. He's very, he's very just, uh, <laughs> he just says it like it is. And I appreciate it. But you know, you get these relationships with people that you do business with after a while. Like you just trust them. You know, it just is like, I, I know where you, I know where you come from. I know how it is. And so like, you know, when he brought in uh, revive and raw, I'm like, okay, well, let's let's go. You know, the franchisees loved it, and he knows shit. You know, almost all of them, anyways. You talk to him, and, and yep. that's you know, and that, and this is something else. Like, don't forget the small shit. Like tonight, you know, Frank's actually going to talk to our staff, a bunch of the franchisee staff, just about the line at seven fifteen at night. A lot of reps won't do that shit. Sure, a lot of reps won't even fucking drive to come see anybody anymore. I know. We talked about that. Yeah, like, you don't see many road reps. 12, many got let go, but it's twelve years ago. I would see three a month. I maybe see three years. Yeah, you had to, like I said yesterday, you had to be, when I started, you had to be very good with your customer service. There was no get an order on a Monday and you don't put it until Wednesday or Thursday. You'd be out of a store. Yeah. It was very competitive. There was a lot of good brands. Things have changed now. You don't see as many people on the road, but I still like to get out and do it because I'm old school in that. I don't care what you're selling. People still buy from people. I still they believe do. deep down uh, it's relationships, relationships matter. Yes, and, and nothing will, any, no funny marketing no amount of money will ever replace a handshake, you know. And, and giving a, a shit. That's the one thing shit. I really yeah. care. And that's why I get even angry sometimes with, with things. Because I really care about the success of my accounts. Not just because of money, but because I know a lot of these guys. I know like guys like you. This is what you're providing your family with. So no. I take that really serious. I think when customers know 
that they're not just a number to you as a sales guy. Maybe I never wanted to be a sales guy, right? That wasn't my thing. That's not what I went to college for. And whenever I thought of sales, I'm thinking of like the kiosk people in the mall or the the car salesman. So I was always really cognizant to not be salesy. Yeah. I think that's why I'm the way I am. But I think when customers know that you actually really care and you're going to do everything you can do, they're going to support you through thick and thin. And that's the thing. Like People ask us, and we did this a lot during during COVID because it was retail was, we were in weird spots where a lot of states were in in nine states and everywhere's a little different. And I didn't, everyone was very sensitive about COVID. And the reason I can't let this, this information out, like for most of my franchisees in our corporate stores, COVID was one of the better years we ever had because we've spent our previous 10 years building relationships, caring about people, and just like, hey, I want you to be healthier. I want you to, you know, I want your family shopping. I want the whole, I want to know what's going on. And so I will say this, when push came to shove, every one of our localities that we're in, whether it be Norfolk, Nebraska, Omaha, Kearney, Grand Island, if it was, you know, Hot Springs, Arkansas, those guys, guys in Denver, the guys up in Mankato, didn't matter where it was at in Iowa, um, you know, Columbus, they supported. Fremont, like, I mean, good God, these guys, they were beating me. And oh my, I kind of get competitive, but they, you know, they've spent their time doing every community event, Every fundraiser, you name it, they helped out everyone in the community. And the community's in time, and that's this goes back that in a day, people want relationships. They want to know they're not getting they're not getting screwed. They can trust what you say. And you know, amount of little league teams we freaking sponsored. You bet those kids. I mean, sure, sure I started spon- literally, sponsoring little league teams 10, 11 years ago. When all these kids they're in their fucking twenties, yep. and they're all like you know taller than me, and they're coming in, they're buying shit. Some of them are starting to have kids already. I'm like, this is this is awesome. This is what multi generational business is because none of us just want to work a job for a couple years. We want to we want to do this. Like we're 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 prophetic in that aspect that we are part of this industry thick and thin and we've seen it change so much and you know that's like he's taking time out of his schedule tonight to come talk to our staff uh, we talked about this at Olympians. he said yeah i'll come down and he's going to talk to our staff and our franchise staff and teach them about his brand because I, it's like anything like i have my employees are like my kids they're sick of hearing me fucking talk they want to hear from somebody else and they're and you're gonna you probably say it's the same shit i will and they're gonna be like god frank he's fucking really yeah smart. he really knows his he stuff knows his shit way better than you dude like whatever and gets- i'm not the one with the engineering and uh and microbiology <laughs> all that stuff you're you know a lot more than me they just got to hear it from the guy wearing a revive shirt well and that's the thing the thing is like it's everybody's got different personalities and for me like i'm doubling down on my business i want to give even better service and if you can inspire one of them to me it's wit it's a win, and you know, and I and it, it's funny. Like we've talked, and we, him and I were talking before this, uh, the different brands and the gimmicks and how they've changed over the last many years. And the brands who are doing it right, the guys who are doing it right, are still in this business doing just as well, if not better, than they ever have. You know, and that's why I talked to Brian Teach at First Form. Like, hey, you want to bring somebody up here and kind of go through dietetics? He's like, yeah, well, of course you were. Like, I'm I'm small in comparison to certain companies. What you guys are doing, shit. I mean, you guys are way bigger than me, but yeah. the fact that you guys still take the time, it's, it's huge. I mean, it's well, a lot. Like I know? said, I do think it's relationship-based. It's good to get the guys excited about the brands. Again, they see that your carrier excited about yeah. your brand. It kind of, it washes over onto them. And and I think guys like you that have been doing it right and your franchisees and some of my other guys, I think benefited during COVID too, because there was that renewed uh, devotion to helping yeah. local Yep. People finally got them. Oh yeah, look at Walmart's open, and they're trying to shut our small guys down. So I think with that renewed, you know, people getting back in there and really wanting to support their local retailers, when you have those relationships, it just it carries that much more. They will go out of their way to come in and buy a, a bar or some RTDs or oh, anything yeah. just to support you. Well, and that's the thing, and then that was a lesson for us that I always look at everything like a lesson plan, and I'm like, okay, like okay, our online platform, which I hate doing the web shit. But it was part of it. Some people were scared, legitimately scared. I'm like, cool, we'll ship it to you. We'll ship it for free. And then I'll send it look at our website. I go, our website fucking sucks. 
I'm a retail guy. I like retail. I like to talk to people. I don't want to, you know, I'm on my computer. Well, I'm like, okay, well, you know, this is why Amazon wins. They've got a great platform, right? And, and I'm, I don't mean you know, like Jeff, Jeff Bezos. I'm jealous of shit. He's got a great platform. Well, you just, and I look at it like now, I'm like, listen, I'm upgrading our entire web. I put $100,000 into redesigning everything. And they were, why? I go, because when my customer service meets rubber of the road with the same kind of platform, the, the e-com ability that Amazon, they're dead. All they are is a shipping company. That's it. They don't have customer service. They don't have speciality. They don't have the knowledge. So if I can have our tech meet our knowledge level, we'll fucking win. So I look at it as a lesson. Okay, cool. I need to upgrade our web. I need to upgrade our capabilities to service customers wherever the fuck they are. We have people here who still have not been in our shop in a year and a half because they're afraid. And whatever they might have, you know, pre-existing conditions, whatever it may be, um, they watch too much whatever new station. They're freaked out, and I right. and their fear is fucking real. And I, shame, still pre- yeah. and I still appreciate the fact that they're willing to support me, so I'll do whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. And not everything, every brand we carry can be on the website, so every time they, they put a web order in, we'll throw in the freebies. We, we still make sure we do the same shit that we've always done, and I'll make sure I send them a private message and a card. I'm like, hey, here's some other new items we have that are on the site. You want that? You just drop me a DM. We'll take care of you, whatever it is. And it... it it, so that, it was a lesson. We look at it as a lesson. We not, I'm not going to sit there and pat myself on the back. I'm going to say, okay, cool. Like we did well. What can we do fucking better? But it's like any any business guy, you know. And the simple fact is that I haven't met, met my goals yet. But you know, I, I think we're going to see the end of 20, be the end Q3, Q4 of 2022 before the shit gets levelized. Most likely, yeah. And then you know, speaking about Amazon, you know, if you can try to have your own platform on there, that's good. But when I go to brick and mortar stores, obviously, the one thing I always try to tell guys, like if I go in a store and a lot of them are good, but you get the ones where the dude's playing video games or yeah. he looks annoyed when someone comes in. It's like, bro, the one thing you have as a retailer that you can beat Amazon with is customer service and 100%. experience. If you can't provide that, you're done. You're not going to last. Yep. If people want to just shop for prices and convenience, they're going to be at home in their underwear yeah. ordering from Amazon from their couch. Yep. You know, so I think the big thing with the retailers is you have to provide an experience and give them the expertise and the customer service because that's how you're going to win. You have to make people leave their house and come to your store when they could sit on their ass and order at home. And it's, it's funny. And that's a challenge. I've, been, I've had so many guys come, guys and gals come to work for me from other chains, and they, they, they get freaked out. But I'm like, I play the long game. Not slow game. I play the long game. I want them here for th- three generations. And they said, I go, what about our average tickets? Don't give a shit. What about our market? I don't give a shit. Don't give away the farm, but I don't give a shit. They go, what? Your only job is to make sure that they're happy enough to come back a second and third time. That is, that's your, that's your only freaking job. Part-timers, managers, that's it. I want, I need repeat business. And if they like it, they're enough to come back. They'll start telling their friends. They'll tell their family, mm-hmm. ask them. And that's the thing is I always appreciate about you is like, I've I said this to our salespeople with, with our other companies is like, don't be afraid to ask. Like, Hey, can you tell a friend about us? Hey, you guys want to order it? Like, ask for the fucking sale. You yep. know, and just, like, there's nothing wrong with just, at, like, people are doing a fucking job. And that's why, uh, you know, I've always, we've always preached the, the thing is ask. You don't know if you don't fucking ask. It turns out that 80% of the sale, like 80% of sales are always made by only 20% of the sales force. And then yep. most sales happen after the third ask and 80% of people never ask once. If you start doing that fucking math, like just ask, do your if job. If you talk. fear getting told no, you shouldn't be in sales. I, no one's that good. I mean, you know, you're going to get some no's and then you got to, why? You know, find out why and then work around that and get better. But if you have fear of rejection, this is not the field. If you And, and there's a way to follow up. Now, sure. are there, are there they're, they're, reps they're, who are idiots calling three times a day yeah. being a nuisance? Yeah, we know those guys and that's not the way to do it either. But I always give a couple weeks. I'll check in. Hey, just uh, just staying on your radar, man. When it's time, yeah. Because listen, if they want the brand, as long as you stay close enough, 
they're going to bring it in at some point. It's, it's sort of like our so there's, there's a it's, way to do it's, it. It's the same shit with our popcorn. They're like, listen, you want some free samples? I'm out to you. Oh, yeah, I go. They're like, you know, does, how do you do with the samples? Like, people don't do that anymore. It's expensive. I said, well, this is protein popcorn. He's like, oh, yeah. I go, it's fucking delicious. Yeah. I go, I, I know damn well. Like, hopefully it doesn't end up on the bottom of your fucking bag. One of your kids is going to pick it up. And they're going to take it. They're going to go, holy shit, this is delicious. It's pretty fucking simple. I'm not going to talk to you about anything else. So this, this is my baby. You know, the protein popcorn's her baby. Like, it's fucking simple. Yeah, it's expensive. Like, I, and now that I'm in that side of the business too, I'm like, holy shit. So every time I was busting Frank's balls about samples, now I understand how much that shit fucking costs. Dude, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you about samples. We, we have samples for raw. They were... 50 cents a piece. It depends. The protein's a little more, but on average, yeah. they were about 50 cents a piece. We just got quoted again, a buck 15. Jesus. They more than doubled the freaking sample cost. Yeah. So yeah, samples are, when I was with Species years ago, uh, Isolize, right? Yeah. yeah. Every time I pass out a sample and I would tell the reps that the people at the shows, that's a dollar bill because that's what it was. Yeah. So you're just handing out dollar bills all day. Now, if you have a good product, you believe in the product, especially something like yours, the popcorn, you have to do it. It's yeah, an investment. Do, yeah. You, you hope to get the, the, the return and the order. But yeah, man, the sample thing right now is we still have them, thankfully, because we ran a lot last time. But those, have, it's not cheap. Well, half the sample guys I knew, the sample makers that I knew, they, they went out of the business. They dried out. They yeah, dried they're out. gone. They dried out. And it's uh, some guys I really knew, the guys down in Texas, and I was like, holy shit, they're gone. And what, I mean, it was everybody got, and now the product cost has gone up on top of just the foils and everything else mm-hmm. that goes into it, the label designs, the shipping of them. It's fucking expensive. And so like, you know, even my franchisees, like we get more samples. I'm like, I don't think you guys know what you're asking for. Like at this point, like, so it might be easier to give a unit. Well, so what we did, we, we went back old school, like in the, the retail stores, we just crack a jug. We throw a baggie, we ride on there with a the marker. Doesn't look good. People walking out of the store with bags of white powder, but you know, I mean, the, uh, the pull police department shops in my store anyway, so they know we're not doing fucked up. Yeah, shit, right? I certainly appreciate that. I mean, I always try to comp people if they're going to open up a jug. Yeah, I never want one of my guys to eat their profit margin for me with the jug, but there are some guys who do that, and sometimes I'll comp the jug because that's really well, you send at, twenty samples. Well, that's more than a jug it, of protein. It, it is, and that's and my staff is like I told my guys be smart about it. Like be, don't crack like every jug, but. Pre's especially, it's your sensitivity stimulants, it's going to be fat burners, that kind of stuff. I want to know certain flavors, like try it out. Like let people try it, they go, why? Because I don't have to return it too. I'm never going to tell them they can't return something if they're not happy because I'm, I'm trying to get that customer here for the next 20 years. Yep. And so at the same point in time, I go, if we're not doing our job, they go, well, they always buy this pre. I go, that's fine. They may always buy that pre and you're satisfied with that. I go, quit being satisfied. And when they come in and say, is there anything else you'd like to try on an off day? Sure, I'll try that one. Bag them up. They go, why? Because your competition might. You're resting on day seven. Your competition is working seven days. And that one time they may be at an event and they give them a sample of something that maybe you sell to, they just locked them in for the next five years. Yeah. You lost them. I go, so we're always working. So we're always giving out samples because I, I got I'm, I always tell customers, I'm transparent as shit. Like, here's what you get. Try it before you buy it. Like, I'm not worried about you going someplace else. They go, why? I go, because I see you at church. <laughs> I see you at the Little League game. I'm going to say something. Yeah. Because I'm, I, I, you know, I'll ask for the fucking sale. Like I've been, you know, that's it. And that's about being part of your community. And it's funny. We've sold a couple of our stores that I owned to my managers that now owners, you know, Josh up in mm-hmm. Norfolk, Alex down in Bellevue. And, and then they, they'd already worked for me. And then they went and beat our records. Because people found out they were the owner. And there's something about the owner being in the shop. Especially now. And I got to tell you, uh, more than ever, there used to be, you know, you go back, there was a time for investment opportunities, absentee absentee owners. They got somebody good in the shop. Now, owner owner operator is the way to go. Because people, you know... 
they get attached. That's why when I see guys open stores, I can they think of a couple. I talk and they're like, man, I just want to get to a certain level and I could step out. I'm like, dude, the longer you're in there, you're going to be married to it because they're going to come to see you. And when you have your worker in there, they're going to turn around and they're going to come back when you're there. You're never getting out of there. Well, then that's just it. And I was talking to one of the guys down in, uh, I want to say he was down in Fort Worth at a store. And we go back and forth on Instagram. I'm like, hey, I got some samples sent you. He's like, cool, man. I'm like, I go, how's it work this time you were staffing? He's just asking his ideas because I have retail stores too. And I said, well, we kind of changed our hours. He goes, he goes, actually, I'm running one, and my wife's running the other one. Just bell the bell right now until we get to get through the new year. And I go, like every day. He's like, yeah. I go, fuck, man, I did that for years. And he goes, honestly, I'm better at than anybody else is. I, I have a better mother. I, I know my customers are taken care of. He goes, and when push comes, to yeah, shop, that's probably Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Nutrition Nation. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I saw that Mike's a good guy. Yeah, he he's been in that store. Yeah, I remember when he opened the first one in Hawks Creek. And he has the other one on Hewland now, two good stories. But yeah, it's him and her. And that's, that's it. That's it. Because like, you can't find people. No, you can't find And they people. want to see him. And, and they want to see him. And he said, he goes, I'm not going to uh, lower my standards just to get a random ass in the seat. And I go, you know what? I go, fucking A right to that. Because that, that's it. All of a sudden, I went from making sure I had a high standard. And now you find a way with a pulse just to take a shift. Now, and no one comes in when they're there. Yeah. As soon as the people see him and they're a slug. Yeah. Now you're paying somebody for nothing. They don't yeah, do shit for that, sales that that's day. That's it. And I've been you better off being closed. I've been blessed here, just the way the mentality is around here. That I have Omaha has really got a, for the most part, like the guys and gals that work for me are badasses. They're 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 hustlers. you you know how to pick them. I mean, you have a culture and an expectation. I think you probably set very early on. And if they're not going to cut it, and we were the same way with Ron Revive. There's a culture, and if you don't fit. Nothing personal, but you got to go. Well, it's just it. us owning the, you know, also owning Iron Heaven gyms here in Omaha. I can see them in the gym. Yeah. I'm like, that, that's a, you can tell. You can tell who's working. Who's yeah, you can tell a lot. And I'm like, hey, what do you do for a job? You want a part-time job? Like, I don't care. I just want to be involved. I see somebody in there grinding and really working on them, themselves. That'd be a bodybuilder. It don't fucking matter as long as you're working, you know? A lot of times it's not a bodybuilder. You know, a lot, a lot of times it's not. It's just, and I'm like, you're the person going through the motions of somebody who's out there trying to change themselves. But like, that's this kind of person that's going to put effort into shit. And that's where you end up hiring people is we'll go to, I think I have six gym memberships in Omaha other than I own three gyms. Just because I go around, I like to right. change the scenery, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I go, I see talent, you know, and it's uh, those these starving um, trainers trying to make clients. I know. I end up hiring them, and I'm like, hey, make some part time money with me. That's how I got Nick. That's how I got Cody. That's how I got after these Alex. All these guys that are franchisees of mine. Good guys, yeah, they're awesome guys. But well, thanks for popping in, man. I appreciate it. I thought you lend some interesting uh, information with your experience on the supply and demand chain, which we get a lot of questions about. And it's tough. It is. It's legitimately as as tough as I've ever seen it right now. We're going to have to hang in for the first half of the year. You know, all of us are doing the best we can. Um, I mean, we have POs, Tim, that are out since from, from June and July, they're still getting filled. That's how backed up it is. It's, it's really, like I said, a lot of times people use this as a crutch. This is 100% legitimate. The most, uh, issues at one time that I've seen on the supply side. And it's going to, it's going to take a little while to get better, but you know, hopefully we can still provide the best we can. Uh, Like I said, you guys have people in the stores, which is good. Yeah. Um, It's just a matter of working through it. And when we get through to the other side, the guys who have done things right and are left standing are going to clean up. I think that's what you're going to find the guys who've done, done it right. The guys and gals who've done it right will be uh, leap and leaps and bounds where they would have been had this not happened. We may grow only say X amount percent in the next six months, but you might do triple that after. Oh, yeah, so exactly. it's, it's survival right yeah, it's now. And like we're a, still growing. It's different than Y2K when I was in business. And then 2008, oh, yeah. 2010, I took it. I'm a, I'm a you know, foot on the accelerator guy or else is idling. I'm going to jump past. I'm using it as a chance to jump past. Opportunity, it, it, it's all mindset. If you look at shit like an opportunity, like, hey, you know, and you're honest and you, you, you just take care of people, like, you'll do shit right. If you and don't guys, take a risk, you lose the chance. That's it. 
You know, that's paralysis yeah. by analysis, how many people could have done something and they just don't and miss the opportunity. And that's one thing. You're aggressive. Dom, you know, my boss is super aggressive. I mean, he couldn't get a, a, house, a roof on his house in Florida. He rounded up some guys and started a roofing company. <laughs> and it's his fastest growing business right yeah. now. Yeah. You know, he sees an opportunity. I respect that. I like talking business with people like that yeah. because I, I grew up blue collar. It was like, go to college. You get your, you, you know, you uh, write your ticket, which ended up not being true because the recession and everything else. All, so yeah. I wasn't around guys who, how do I make my money make me money stuff? Yeah. And that's what he's good at. And he's aggressive in business. And I just like talking because those types of guys, you're, you're like that. They see business and opportunities differently. And you just can learn a lot just by tapping into, into their, their thought process. I, I literally get pissed off. That's it. Like I, 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 it's not a temper. I don't have like a bad temper or anything, but I'm just like, in my mind, I'm like, God, you know, I'm trying to give this person fucking money, this this industry money, and they're just fucking it up. I'm like, can you imagine somebody who didn't have their head up their ass to make a lot of money? Mm-hmm. Thus, I open Rexy's Nutrition. A couple years later, I get kicked out of Genesis here in town. And I'm like, fuck me. You know, Nick and my wife were like, let's open a gym. Fuck yeah, we'll do it right. We'll make some money. Boom. And then, you know, like I had a popcorn company that was selling us popcorn, the protein popcorn. They lied on the label, the whole fucking thing. Unhealthy as shit. I'm like, God, so maybe this right would be fucking make a lot of money. 600 batches later in my kitchen and 20 pounds of taste testing. Fucking got <laughs> shit figured out. And that's all it is. I'm just like, you know, I, I look at shit and like, God, if somebody did shit right. Like, honestly, if I didn't have so many kids, I'm not, I'm not saying I regret my kids viewing staff. Uh, people <laughs> love my kids. But if I didn't, I fuck it. We'd probably be in a 10 other things. But you know, I gotta, I can't do any more time. I gotta make sure. And that's the kind of stuff that's interesting to me because I was always a one income. Like I'm trying to do different things now with investments. But again, that's like Dom. You know, HRT clinics, shirt company, roofing company. Um, He's got so much stuff going on. IPO company. He just started. Like people that think like that. Listen, do you have to have the capital to do some of that stuff? Yeah, Yeah. and you have to accrue it through your own, you know, over time through working. But that kind of aggressive mentality in business and the way they see money and. It's very interesting to me. I love talking to people like that because there's not a lot of them. Well, and it's the thing, like, for, you know, with us, like, it's all about people, though, too. Like, if I've got a guy, like, you know, we took over a council bus location, it's because I had a guy. I'm like, okay, I want that, that guy needs a store. Like, he needs a store. Like, he's, that's what I want. I go, you mm-hmm. know, when you know, when you've been around this long enough, you see somebody, that kid will go do it. He'll go do the fuck, he'll, he'll go be what I was. And I know I can, we can make a lot of money together. So I'm like, okay, let's find, let's find a situation. And then we're different than having Nick. And my wife and I talked about with Jim for years, but we also know our limitations for his time. And it's going to take another hand on deck. And then we have Nick, right? And I hate to lose him at Rexy's, but I gained him as a business partner. You know, and then my wife's got her skill set, which is really the one that. And the gyms are great. Well, you know, my, without Brittany, Nick and I'd be fucked. <laughs> Black of a I understand. Term. You know, and then, and then as we have Steve, who's our GM now, was just, you know, part-time before, just a friend of ours. All of a sudden, he takes the bull by the horns and. And that's just it. And all of a sudden, I, we started starting companies because all of a sudden, I've got talent. I got this raw talent. And talent's good. And talent that wants to work for you because they have a relationship. They, they want to. They, they want to put their best foot forward because it's you. And then my best employees become franchisees, which is awesome. Like Cody, who are also great yeah. to work with. Well, I sell to those guys. And, They're great. And that's and that's just it. And so that that's honestly a secret of success is as soon as you find some like minded people, like okay, let's make some money together. You know what I mean? And then that's really what it is. And and it's and for me, it's like I've always said this hundred times. Like if you're an employee in a job. And, and you're just thinking you're making some other new money to fucking ruin that mindset for like 180 days, six months, go 150 miles an hour, 110% for your fucking boss. And you just watch what fucking doors open. 
And that's it because I trust me, any any boss, any owner is worth his shit, worth his salt, sees that kind of grind mentality, they're going to find a way to make money. Yep, and, and I, I've seen it in our organization. Yep. It's funny. Dom, again, same way. Because yep. you have some people coming in with expectations of, yep. I want – he may have posted – I saw someone in a story similar about this today. They want all this up front where he's like, come in, just work your ass off quietly, and I'll see. And he sees the people who are working, yep. and they get elevated. He finds a place to put them. Oh, yeah. But again, it's, it's overcoming the mentality of also, I want it up front. Everything's now, now, now. I, not, I'm willing to work and show you my worth. Oh, yeah. That's, Take that, my word for it, coming in the door. Pay me 20 an hour. I promise. No. No, and that's just it. And that, it was funny. Like We hired Daphne Castro. She's going to be listening to this at some point. She runs my maple shop. She's working for a competitor and bad stuff happened, whatever. I'm like, hey, we'd like to have you in her. You know, got recommended highly by some friends. Love to have you in our Sioux City shop. She said, well, eventually I want to move to Omaha. I'm like, okay, well, consider this your job interview then. Fucking crushed it. She broke every damn record we had. She worked really well. She actually helped my, my manager now, who's eventually going to become a franchisee as well, uh, kind of grow in his, his role, and she killed it. I'm like, so we paid her to move down here. She took over my maple shop. She's broke every damn record there is. Wow. And, and just it's one of those. She's, and it was, it's a great relationship. I'm like, you grind. Like, whatever your former boss is, an idiot, because, like, she just works. I love alpha mentalities, you know, and her and yeah. my wife get along really well because yeah. my wife's an alpha mentality. And watching that kind of talent, I'm like, okay, like, you know, and it's like the kid is running council bluffs and I, my wife sat him down. He applied to be one of my assistants and, and Brittany goes like, what's your goal? She's like, well, I want to open my own store down in like Salt Lake, wherever we're talking about this yeah, yeah, kid. Yeah. And so I met with him. I'm like, you don't want to be my assistant. I got a job. I got an opportunity for you to go run something here. I go to get you further towards your goal. If that's really your goal. You want to do this? You can now do but it. This is the my, path. I'm giving the path, you the path, and man. I'm going to do it on my dime. And you get to test it out, and see it works. And then when you go do it on your own, you're going to have no fear because you've already fucking done it. He's like done. I'm, and I just love people with those kind of mentality shit because I'm like, yeah, I don't know how old he made. Twenty seven. I'm like, good for you, dude. Like, that's it. Like, I, I had my head firmly at my ass until probably 30. Um, Shit, you and me both. I, I pissed away most of my 20s, <laughs> yeah. you know, thinking, you know, because of the recession, in and out of jobs. I got in this industry in, what, 07. Yeah. That's finally when I kind of found my way. But, yeah, at that point, I was, what, 25 and didn't make a lot for the first few years. So, yeah, yeah I look at my 20s. I mean, it was fun at times. I was lived in Jersey for a while next to the beach, this and that. But yeah. I didn't really get a whole lot of shit done. No, and that's then once I turned thirty, and then went on that side, like things started to. I shouldn't say things started to happen. The work started to get rewarded more. Yeah. you know, I started earning my bones. And that's and that's just it. I think that's the biggest thing. Everybody's got this one year, this six month mentality. I'm like, and like I'm I'm here in the twenty year room in business, ten year room in this business. It's a whole different room, you know. And I'm going. I'm trying to go for the twenty year room. Like I'm trying to go to the thirty year room. Like these guys who've been around, and you realize it's a different room. It's a different mentality. Like you're getting rewarded for shit. Now you're not. Pissing on your competition. You're just like, hey, this is me. This is what I do. I'm going to mm-hmm. keep doing it. And it's it's awesome to try to get to that stage. But anyways, well, thank you so much for coming on, man. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Uh, follow Frank and uh, and Revive and Raw. And it's in all the Rexy shops. That's for damn sure. He's all over. You're in every damn chain at this point in time. Yeah, we've got a lot of the kids. Like I said, it's been a really good year. I'm thankful for all the guys that, that brought us in. I always say take a chance, which it is. It's still taking a chance. But I really feel with these brands, with the marketing Good formulas uh, with the athletes. I'm going to keep doing what I do, hustling. Yeah, um, it's it has. It's been a really, really good year for for the growth of business in a time that hasn't been that easy. Yeah, I said, you know, if it was four years ago, holy oh, shit, shit, what would I be doing? <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. But I'm still thankful. I, I came there. You know, they moved me to Florida, and it the whole thing was just it was time. Yeah. You know, I'm not a, a brand jumper. I, yeah. I would rather listen. If I don't have to put another shirt on the rest of my career, yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah. I don't because truthfully, I can't sell many brands because. I can't bullshit. Like, no, if I don't use the stuff, you know, I can't go in the store and be yeah, like, yeah, this is great. No, That's awesome why you're good at it because you believe in the shit and you can I can't. I can, and this is no knock on a lot of companies, but 90% of the companies in the business, I probably couldn't really 
self, I wouldn't have any passion. I'd just be going through the motions, you know, and that's, well, like I'd rather do nothing at all. It's like our buddy Mike, who was else. at the company we know for about 30 days before he kind of got kicked out slash left at the same time. He goes, I can't sell that bullshit. I'm like, that's why I like you. You know, and then he went back to his own thing and he, he owns gyms and shit. So he understands the same industry. And I'm like, I respect that shit though. You know, and, and, uh, but that's, that's it. I mean, the guys are doing it right now, doing the work now. So on championship day, you can fucking hold the trophy. That's it. Like, right. You, it's hey, right. You win hey, the game you win, and you, you practice. Win, you buy practice. And this is, this is like the ultimate hardest practice ever. And when we get through this bullshit, we'll see who's on top, you know? Yep. And, uh, like I said, it'll be the, the guys who are still, you know, who've been growing in the, in the most challenging of times, grew through COVID, grew after COVID, grew through short supply. When we come out the other side, it's going to be really, really good. But like I said, in the meantime, it's been uh, it's been a great year. Like I said, I'm just thankful for the retailers and uh, the consumers who all buy our stuff too. Yeah, uh, we have a great following, building some brand loyalty. I think if you like, if you just put out good quality products, you're transparent. You just try to do the right things. Be honest on my end as a sale, and, and be honest as a company. Yeah. We see some that cut yeah. corners. Um, things will fall into place. People on people understand authenticity and being genuine. Yeah. Uh, and in an industry that's a lot of vanity and you get people spiking shit, there's a lot of shit that goes on. It's the Wild West at times. Oh, I think yeah. if you stick to your guns, um, you'll end up okay. Yeah. If you're doing the right things, and if you're not, sooner or later you're going to get a knock on the door and you're well, going to be I screwed. And I guess like with all this shit, old school principles now are, I mean, shown through much, much faster. Because everything's at a faster pace. Yeah. So if you're doing fucked up shit, you're going to get busted faster. Quicker. You know, yep. and it allows us who are doing it right to shine faster, which I, it, it just is. You know, I, it's like with my kids. I raise them right, and they have less competition because a lot of people aren't. And that's the way I look at it. I think my kids are like, this is how it's going to get done. This is how it's done. And, and you know, you imagine, like, my our grandparents having this shit. Oh, God. Fuck. You kidding? My grandfather was a hustler. I mean, he would take over the freaking world. And, and and so we have no excuse why we can't do shit, you know? No, it's just a matter of effort and priority. Damn right. Awesome. Well, thanks, brother. I appreciate right. you, buddy. Good seeing you again.